I've waited a long time to just see that. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Does my heart do? I want to read this card this morning before I forget. It says, we want to thank you so much for the flowers, the cards, the visits, but mostly the prayers. We truly appreciate everything our church family has done for us. And uh, I, I've tried to tell you thank you, but thank you from the Curtis Cole family and uh, your support and your prayers. Um, we love our church family. And uh, church is, to me, is, is not just something you do, but uh, when you intertwine yourself with the people, they are your family. And there's been a lot of times in my life I've been closer to my church family than I have been my own family. And I'm talking about blood, and you are my family today. And I thank God for you, and I appreciate you so very much. We want to follow the Lord this morning. Would there be anything else on your heart this morning before we change the order of the service? Anything? We want to encourage you once again to follow the Lord today. It's been good to be here so far. Go ahead, Brother Don. I'd like to thank the church for helping me financially the African Fund, helping me help others, pastors, churches, missionaries, helping me with gospel message for radio. I'm preaching on a lot of radio. Amen. Amen. That's wonderful news. Amen. Glad to hear that. Something else this morning. Anything. I want to encourage you, if the Lord's leading you to unite with His church, let it be known. Uh, all I can do is my little part. And we want to encourage you to do your part this morning. Uh, I need the Lord's help. And uh, as always, uh, and I want to encourage you, as it was said earlier this morning, that as I reflected upon the year that we've had and, and, and how good God has been to us, and there's a song that the Patterson family used to sing called Just One More Soul. And that's always been a favorite song of mine. If one more soul were to walk down the aisle, it'd be worth every journey. It'd be, it'd be worth every mile, something along that line. And uh, I thought about that and, and uh, how true that song is. If, if one more soul, if the preaching of the gospel, if the, if the testifying of God's people, if, if the singing, if all, if all of these things could, 
lead one more soul, if it could help point one more soul to Jesus, then it'd be worth every mile that me and my wife's traveled up the road. It'd be worth every message that Brother Don has preached over the radio. It'd be worth every penny and dime that's ever been spent if one more soul, if it'd keep them out of hell. And this morning, as I think about that and how God good, how good God has been to us, and this year we've seen uh, some souls saved, and, and uh, we've got to see and experience some good services here in the Lord's house. But also on the same hand, my, my mind reflects towards there's still a work to do. And there's still souls that I want to see saved. There's still those that when the preaching of the gospel is going out and you see conviction come upon them and tears begin to run down their eyes, I, I desire to see them saved. Because I don't know how much longer we've got. And uh, so this morning I want to encourage you that if you're here and lost, it that you might seek the Lord, and I pray there might be some things in this message. It might be a help to the church and also to those that are lost. And I want to take for a reading lesson this morning, and I don't necessarily have a, a, a title for this subject, uh, but I want to take for our reading lesson this morning in the 18th chapter of Jeremiah. 18th chapter of Jeremiah this morning, with the Lord being our help. Eighteenth chapter of Jeremiah. It says, The word of the Lord, excuse me, the word which came unto Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause thee to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house, and behold, he wrought a work on the wheels. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. So we made it again another vessel, as seemed good to the potter to make it. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter, saith the Lord? Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are ye in, the, in mine hand, O house of Israel. And I want to stop there with the mistakes that we've made reading this morning. And I want us to look here at... Um, what the Lord is speaking here unto Jeremiah. And, and we know that uh, as we look here into Jeremiah, as he's uh, uh, trying to warn those uh, there of Judah, and he's trying to tell them of the destruction that would, that would come. And if we look into, even into the previous chapter, he tells them about the heart. And he tells them basically if they would just repent and turn to the Lord... And, 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 and even today, that's still our obligation as God's people. But he, more or less, he's telling them that if they would just repent and trust in the Lord, that there is hope. And you'll find even uh, throughout some of this reading, if you was to go on further in depth and, and even into lamentations, uh, there seems to be a, a, a want of hope. And even in the day and time that we live in and the circumstances that we're in, there. And it seems like maybe this has been where my mind has been focused here for a little while, but it seems like there's a great lack of hope even in the world today. It seems that we look around and uh, just last night I, I seen someone posted that there was a shooting just here in Bowling Green and, and there's still evil in the world today. 
Uh, there's uh, 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 folks that are dying all around us. There seems uh, uh, like there's wars going on and uh, there's famines that are going on in the world today. There's uh, uh, people that are starving to death. There's all kinds of manner of things that are going on uh, today's time, uh, just as it was in these days. Uh, but I want you to know today that there is still hope, uh, my friend, today uh, for those that are lost. And there's hope for God's people today that if we would turn our heart to Jesus and that we would make Him the focus of our life, there's still hope today. My friend, He is the only hope that we have. Uh, but you'll find here that uh, uh, as Jeremiah was saying this, and the Lord told him, He said, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there will I cause thee to hear my words. Now, I want you to know, uh, my friend, that God will give you direction in your life if you desire direction. My friend, if you desire to know which way to go, uh, my friend, God will give it to you. Uh, but my friend, you've got to desire it this morning. You've got to desire it from the depths of your soul. You've got to know uh, that whichever way that God leads you, uh, my friend, that it will be for the best uh, of your life. It'll be, and listen, I'll get into all this in just a minute, but uh, sometimes it seems like uh, 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 following God isn't always an easy task. Uh, when He told them over there to take up the cross and follow me, uh, my friend, the cross uh, uh, was something to be despised. It was a symbol of death. Uh, but He told them to take up the cross. And my friend, that's still what we're to do today is to take up the cross of Christ and to bear it that we might show Him to the world who He is. That He is the Savior of the world. Uh, my friend, if you want direction in your life, uh, my friend, He'll give it to you. But He says, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there will I cause you to hear my words. And my friend, this morning, even for those that may be lost, uh, you have to make a move towards God. I've tried to say that and preach that for some time, but uh, my friend, you've got to desire to be saved more than anything. And you've got to make a move towards God. He says, I went down to the potter's house, and behold, he wrought a work on the wheels. And I began to think about this and the work that, uh, that the Lord was doing and showing him as he was allowing him to see something, Jeremiah. And I oftentimes wondered if maybe Jeremiah walked past this potter's house uh, uh, several times a day. I, I don't know. But I, sent, I, I began to think about, uh, and I studied a little bit about this, but this potter's wheel would have had a, a wheel that would have been parallel with another wheel. And quite possibly he would have turned the bottom wheel with his feet so that the top wheel would be spinning. And he could rot that work in his hands, you know. And it says there that as, uh, he wrought that work on the wheels, and the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. So we made again another vessel that seemed good to the potter to make. Now this morning, I, I want to think about here in this fourth verse. It says that this, uh, this vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. Now this morning when we think about that marred vessel, that would be something that would have been uh, uh, disfigured. It would have been something that would have been discarded. It would have been something that a lot of people would have thrown away. It would have been no good to him. Uh, you see, as a potter, and I've never made pottery, I don't know a whole lot about it. 
But I have worked with my hands. I have done things and uh, fooled around with different things. But uh, here this potter, he didn't just cast it away, but he made it again. He began to reshape it and mold it into something that was perfect. And my friends, something that seemed good to him. Now, I want you to know this morning, as Jeremiah, this potter would have been completely familiar with clay. Now, I want you to think about what clay is. When you look at clay, it has no beauty about it. When you look at clay, it has uh, no beauty. It, it has uh, little to no form until it begins to be shaped on this wheel. I remember talking to a man not long ago. He united with his first church that I pastored, and he come forward, and he joined the Lord's church over there, and and uh, it had been years since he'd been in church. And he made the statement. He said, I'm just thankful that uh, my clay hadn't dried out yet. And I thought about that. And I thought, boy, that's a true statement. Uh, my friend, that God is still using him. He's still pliable. That God is still shaping him and molding him into something that God can use. And I began to think about all kinds of things this week. And I want to read this over here. In the third chapter of Lamentations, y'all bear with me. I won't get this thought out. Third chapter of Lamentations in the 40th verse. says, Let us search and try our ways and turn again to the Lord. Let us lift up our heart with our hands unto God in the heavens. He said, Let us search and try our ways. And my friend, when we try our ways, when we try what we think is best, uh, my friend, it will not work out. Uh, my friend, my way will always fail. I've told you uh, several times as you pastor, uh, uh, listen, I'll let you down somewhere along the way. I won't intend to. That won't be my desire, but I'm thankful this morning for one that'll never let you down. My friend, Jesus Christ will never fail you. He'll never let you down. But he says here, let us search and try our ways and turn again unto the Lord. My friend, how often it seems as we reflect upon this last year and how good God has been to us. My friend, my desire is if the Lord have allowed me to live until uh, tomorrow morning, my desire is next year when the new year starts that I might do better. There's things that God is still working on me in my life, you see. He's still shaping me and molding me. He's still forming me into something that He can use Something that seems good to him. And my friend, I'm thankful that it's that way that, uh, listen, it isn't always uh, uh, easy when God is shaping you and molding you into something that he can use. But I'm thankful that he's not cast me away. I'm thankful that he's not thrown me away because in man's eyes, I'm a nobody, you see. I'm nothing, but I'm thankful. I'm thankful that I'm a somebody to Him. I may be a nobody to the world, but I'm a somebody to Him, you see. He's not thrown me away. I'm not trash to Him. I'm not garbage, but thanks be unto God, I'm still somebody. And He's still working on me and shaping me and molding me into something that He can use. Something that seems good to Him. 
Listen, isn't that what we ought to desire this morning? Is to be something that seems good to Him. That's what my desire is. I want to be something that seems good. I want to be a work that He's wrought on that wheel that when He looks at it, He can smile down from heaven and say, That's my son. Listen, I am just a child born unto God. But listen to me this morning. We are the sons and daughters of God. How wonderful it is. Do you realize the Bible says that we're the apple of His eye? To look down and see His children and from time to time smile and say, I'm making that. That's what I'm doing. I'm shaping and molding Him into something that He can use. When did He start to form me on the wheel? Long time ago. But He really started at work. Long time ago at a little old church at Rocky Mount. When I was marred on the inside in here. It was ugly. Wasn't no good about it. And God said, I'll make it again. I made my way to Him. Not knowing how to pray, not knowing what to do, not knowing what to say. And went to the Lord. All I was was clay. Listen this morning. That's all we are is dirt. And when I die. That's where I'm going back to. Is the dirt. You don't look at dirt. And say boy that's pretty dirt. Do you? Most of us don't. But God sees something in us. Something that he loves. Something so much that he loves. That he give his only son for it. He said, I'll make a way for them. I love them so much. Can you imagine that kind of love this morning that he says, he says, I love them so much that I'm going to make a way for them that they might live with me forever. I'll tell you this morning, that's love. He said, I'll make a way. And in that moment when the Lord saved my soul, He made me again. He gave me a new birth. And He began to work on me. And He's still working on me today. When God is working in your life, it's never ending. You know something? Brother Don's probably one of the oldest ones here this morning. You know something? God's still working on him. He's still on the potter's wheel. He's still being worked on this morning. When you think about this last year and you reflect on this last year, how many of us can sit back and truly say, well, I feel like I've done all that I can do for God. I feel like I've went the last mile for God. I feel like I've done everything I can do. Listen to me, I fall short. There's so much more that I could do for Him. There's so much more that I desire to do for Him this morning. Listen, as a child of God and being a member of the Lord's church, we've got a responsibility to be here when we can. We've got a responsibility not only to support the Lord's church, but to be here when we can to help to spread the gospel message. I believe the scripture says, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. I believe that's the way Apostle Paul put it. But it ain't just about that. It's about in our daily lives. 
long time ago. I'm going to tell you a story. Me and Jessica bought this old boat. I didn't know anything about boats. We bought this boat, and everybody told me, they said, you know, Casey, if the heart of the boat, the heart of the boat's the engine and the hull. And they said, if the engine and hull's in good shape, you, you can make it a good boat. We brought this boat home. This thing was beat up. I got it home, got to walking around in the floor of the boat. The boat was rotten. Me and Jessica looked at ourselves and said, what have we done? We bought this old boat. We brought the old boat home and began to tear the floor out of this old boat. And Well, you haven't know it wasn't just the floor that was rotten in it. The stringers was bad in it. It was just a mess. It took us months and months and months of working on this boat. And most people would have just thrown the old boat away. Now, I want you to know there's a time or two that I thought we ought to just throw the old boat away. But we worked and worked and worked on this boat. We got the stringers built back right in it. We got the floor put back in it. We went, sanded it. I polished it till that thing shined. We got it out on the water and all I could do was just grin. I thought, boy, this is something. And you say, well, what in the world does that have to do with anything? When you think about the things that God is working on, it may not seem like much to anybody else. But boy, God wants to polish you until you shine this morning. He wants to start a work in your life and He's polishing on you and polishing on you that you might shine out in this dark world. My friend, that's what we are. We're a city that's set on a hill and He just... The world might look at you and say, boy, there's uh, this person's this or this person's that. Or, boy, they think they're really something. But listen, God knows what we are on the inside. He knows what we are on the inside. And He's polishing you this morning until you shine. You are the apple of His eye this morning. And He desires to use you. Listen to what Jeremiah said over here in this sixth chapter. In this 18th chapter, he said, And the vessels that are made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter, so he made it again another vessel, as seemed good to the potter to make. And then the word of the Lord came to me, O house of Israel, cannot I do this, do with you as the potter saith to the Lord, Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in mine hand, O house of Israel. We are in his hand. Every substance, every good and perfect gift that comes from above is from Him. We are in His hand. And my friend, this morning, He desires not only to save you. I've talked about this before and I'm thankful for it. The blessings of God is far beyond Him saving my soul. We talk about that song, Looking for a City. And yes, I'm looking for a city. And He's given me a home in heaven. But my friend... uh, Listen, just being saved is just the start of the journey, you see. He desires that you might grow from the reading of His Word. He desires that you might feel His presence even at home. He desires to walk through this life with you. He desires a relationship with you. That's what He desires. But my friend, you've got to desire it too. 
It's a two-way street, Terry. Not only does he desire a relationship with you, but you have to desire one with him. Listen to what Paul said here in the Philippian letter. He says, Being confident of this very thing, he that which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. He says uh, that word perform means to finish it. He said, therefore, that he that which hath begun a good work in you basically means to finish it. Uh, Listen, when he's begun a good work, what is the good work that he's performed in you? He's saved your soul and he's given you a home in heaven. Which, my friend, if that's all that God ever gave me, I'd be satisfied. But listen, this morning, not only has he given me that, but he's given me a good church family. Not only has he given me a good church family, he's given me a home, he's given me a good wife, he's given me children, he's given me a good job, he's given me good health, he's given me everything that I need in this life. Everything. God has performed a good work in you this morning if you've been born again. And he's going to finish it. When will he finish it? When will he finish it? When I draw my last breath on this side and I get to enter into the portals of glory, that's when it'll be finished. But he's working on me until the day that I die. Me and Jessica, some of y'all know, and uh, my dad died. He had an old 1971 Mach 1 car. And uh, I can remember being a little boy driving in that car. Miss Lisa may even remember. I rode in the floorboard. That was before we had car seats. I rode in the floorboard of that Mach 1 to Kansas City one time, 16-hour drive. I can remember that. Had the opportunity back this last year to buy that old car. Finally bought it back. And I love my wife, but I'm going to give her down the road here just for a minute. She said, why in the world would you want to buy that old hunk of junk? She said, honey, that car is, she said, that car's rough. Why would you want to buy that old car? And I said, honey, it's the, I've got memories with that old car. She realized how much that old car meant to me, and we bought it. One of these days, it may never look real pretty on the inside, but one of these days, that old car's going to run up and down the road. It's going to look real nice on the inside. It's going to run perfect on the inside if the Lord will help me. I've got some good brethren that want to help me, but what I'm making is on the inside's what counts right here. On the inside, you see. God desires to work a work in your life if you allow Him to. Following God isn't always going to be easy. He never promised that. I think a lot of times as Christians, when I was saved, me and my aunt was talking about that the other day. She said, Casey, she said, when you stood up, she said, it just looked like a light was shining all around you. Just the prettiest glow it ever was. You had the biggest smile on your face. And you know what? That lasted for a few days. And then things just began to fall around. That's the way life is. You got the pressures of life. God never said that it was going to be easy. But this on the inside has never grown old. 
It's still as new and just as fresh to me as the day that God gave it to me. But He's shaping me and molding me into something that He can use. I was thinking about over here what Isaiah said, and I'm about to be done here. Isaiah said here in the 64th chapter, he says, But now, O Lord, thou art a father, we are the clay, and thou art the potter, and we are all the work of thine hand. And we are. Listen to what Isaiah says here in the 47th chapter, in the 14th verse. He says, uh, I've got that wrong, 44th chapter, I believe it is. Well, there it is, 45th chapter. He says, Woe unto him that striveth with his maker. Let the potsherds strive, and the potsherds of the earth shall the clay say unto him that fashioneth, What makest thou or thy work? He hath no hands. Listen, there's a whole lot of people in the world today that uh, sense that they have no hope. They don't understand this old-time way. They don't design, uh, understand what it is to repent and to seek God. They don't understand what it is to place their faith and trust in the Lord. And, and listen, uh, I don't believe that's just a one-time thing. I don't believe you repent one time and place your faith in Him and that's all it ever is. Listen, I'm still repenting today. I'm still having to place my faith and trust in Him, not to the effect that He'll save my soul, but I have faith in Him that He'll lead me through. Amen. Woe to the one that saith, Who is this that does this with my life? He'll do with your life as it pleases Him. He's the potter. We are the clay. If He desires tomorrow that He calls me home, if He desires right now that my life might very well end, it's His to do with as He pleases. But I'm thankful that He made a way for me. And He's made a way for you this morning. I think about what Job said over here and then I'll be done. Job said this, and I want to leave this with you this morning. Job in the 8th chapter, 7th verse, he says, Though thy beginnings were small, yet thy latter end should greatly increase. I don't think Job's friend here really understood that what he was saying. Job's friend, he... Uh, They didn't give real good advice to Job. They said, Job, because of this sin that's come into your life, all this has come to happen to you. All these troubles, all these trials, everything you're facing is because of some sin that's in your life. And Job was a rich man. He had a lot of wealth. He had a lot of children. Great sores come upon his body. And his friends just couldn't understand how all this he was going through and it wasn't because of some kind of sin. If you'll remember in the first chapter, God said that he was an upright and righteous man. He was perfect in the sense that he was a Christian mature man. I believe he loved the Lord. I believe he'd done all things that he could which was right. And all this come to pass upon him. Even his wife said, just die, curse God. He never would. But here it is, his friend has given him this advice. And, but he says, though thy beginning was small, yet thy lighter end should greatly increase. Maybe you feel like this morning your beginnings is small. 
I know my beginnings were small. But I'll tell you right now, I'm kind of like what I said last week. I see through a glass darkly. And I'm thankful that God has gone to prepare a place for me. I'm thankful this morning that He's still working on me. He's not finished with me yet. He's still shaping me and molding me into something that He can use. And He started that work a long time ago. And I'm thankful that He's not thrown me away yet. That He loves me. And listen to me this morning. He's not thrown you away either. He desires this morning most of all that you might be saved. He desires this morning that He might take your life and shape it and mold it into something that He can use for His honor and for His glory. He desires this morning to have a relationship with you. Not only is it about being saved, but it's about having Him walking through this life with you. We talk about a song sometimes, I can't even walk without Him holding my hand. Oh, how true it is. I've tried this life on my own. I have. I've tried to get out in the world and live this life on my own, and it don't work. But I'm thankful that He's had mercy on me, and He's helped me, and He's grown me, and He's still working on me. This world doesn't want to do nothing but bring you down. There's nothing there but death. There's nothing but destruction. But my friend Jesus Christ will give you life and give it to you more abundantly. And He desires to go through this life with you. Won't you seek God before it's an everlasting too late? Church, I pray as we come into this new year, I pray that we let God work, a, work, a work in our life. That's something that seems good to Him. That's what I desire. You want to know what I desire when I enter into the portals of glory? I don't know if I'll be able to muster up the words to say thank you. I don't know what I'll do when I behold His glory. I don't know. But boy, I desire Him to say well done. There won't be no strife. There won't be no envy there. But I desire Him to say well done, my good and faithful servant. I desire that more than anything. And I may not hear that, but boy, I desire to. I love him this morning. I love him for what he's done in my life. He's been good to me. God is good. Let's try that again this morning. Y'all wake up. God is good. And all the time. God is good. Amen. We'll have a verse of song this morning. If you need to seek the Lord, won't you come seek Him? He desires to work a work in your life. Brother Mike was made mention earlier.